Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 104 of the Website Coach Podcast. And today I'm talking again about SEO. I get told that you like episodes on SEO, so I'm talking about SEO again this week. And indeed, if there are things that you want me to talk about on this podcast, please do let me know. I'm at hello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk. But this week, I'm trying to answer the question of whether SEO is worth the effort. Because you don't just rank on Google, or at least anywhere near the top, by accident. And even if you've had a professionally built website... SEO does take effort. So last week, that's episode 103, I shared my own SEO journey. And it's one that's taken time and effort. But ultimately, it has led to a stream of clients finding me through Google search. And the thing I really like about SEO is that it hasn't required continuous effort. So I've been able to have spurts of activity. And then when I'm busy with clients, not do anything. This week, I'm talking about some of the benefits of SEO, as well as some of the reasons why you might choose not to focus on this as a form of finding clients. And then, when you've heard it, you can make your own mind up. And if you decide that SEO is something that you do want to do, please take a look at our new course, which starts on the 25th of September, that's 2023. And if you're listening after that date, then please look out for when I'm running it again, which is likely to be some point in 2024. And this course will teach you what you need to do to do your own SEO. Or indeed, if you want to outsource it, it will also help you to be a much more intelligent client. And you can find out more and book your place at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk slash SEO hyphen course. And that's in the show notes. So let's start this week's episode by looking at the reasons you might want to invest in SEO. The benefits, if you like. So the first benefit is that people buy from Google. So people who are looking for a product or service like the ones you have are searching for those on Google. Lots of people buy or book following a Google search. And it's not just clothing and books. People search for services too. As I recalled this, last week I needed to get an appointment with a chiropractor. Now, I don't know any chiropractors locally. And I could have asked for recommendations on a local Facebook group. Or I could have messaged a couple of friends. But none of my friends have talked about using a chiropractor before. So I wasn't sure I would get any recommendations. And I wanted an appointment quite quickly. So I googled chiropractor Seven Oaks. And I looked at the top three results. I looked at the websites for each of them. And to be honest, none of them were great. <laughs> I looked at where they were located because just because somebody comes up as chiropractor Seven Oaks, they're not always located in Seven Oaks, and their Google reviews. And I called the one that I liked the most. Luckily, they could fit me in. Well, it wasn't for me, it was for a family member. Um, but they could fit us in at a convenient time, so I booked. And of course, one appointment isn't enough. So that's a few hundred pounds that that business will be getting just from a single person finding them from a Google search. It works. The second thing, 
And one of the great things about SEO when it's done right is it brings the right people to your website. So marketing isn't about getting as many people to your website or as many people getting in contact because that's a waste of your time. It's about connecting with the right people who realistically might become clients. So let's say you're a personal trainer specialising in helping postnatal women regain their strength and confidence. And when a new mum in your area types postnatal personal trainer in wherever you are into Google, if you get your SEO right, then you would rank highly in the web pages that are listed. Now this doesn't happen by chance. It's a precisely targeted visit from somebody actively seeking what you offer. The third benefit is one of credibility and trust. And these are huge when people buy things online. And the reality is, users tend to associate high search engine rankings with credibility. They believe that if Google trusts a website enough to place it at the top, it must be worth their trust too. And this perception can make all the difference when people decide which businesses to engage with and ultimately become clients of. Now, you might have heard the joke, where's the best place to hide a dead body? The answer being page two of Google. And that might be a little harsh. But one of the reasons the top results get the highest click-through rate is because people trust that Google is going to rank the best businesses at the top. The other being, of course, is that people click through them and they wait until they find the one that they want and then they don't look any further. But of course, you need to ensure that that trust is reinforced when somebody clicks through to your website. There's no point doing SEO if your website is then rubbish. The fourth benefit of SEO is the long lasting impact. And I suspect I'm not alone in sometimes spending an hour or more crafting what I think is the perfect social media post with the ideal caption and image uh, only for it to disappear down the feed with only a few likes and comments. It's pretty demoralising. <laughs> well, unlike social media posts, which have a shelf life of, say, 24 to 48 hours, or indeed online ads, which disappear as soon as you turn off that money tap, the effects of your SEO efforts continue to be felt for months and even years down the road. So what you could do is you could spend that time that you would have spent on a couple of social media posts, on a blog post, and optimise it for SEO. And that blog post could still be securing a high ranking position on Google many years later. I will say there's no guarantee, not every single blog post that I've written has ranked highly on Google, but enough do. It's not a fluke. I've done it. I've got a blog post I wrote four years ago, which still ranks at number two and still drives traffic to my website every single day. SEO done well, can continue to attract visitors to your website long after the publication date. And similarly, any backlinks that you diligently acquire three, four, or even five years ago, they're not forgotten. They continue to strengthen your website's authority. Because backlinks, when earned through genuine connections and quality content, stand the test of time, consistently boosting your site's credibility in the eyes of search engines. And as I found personally with my own business, as your website ages and accrues more optimised content and backlinks, its value appreciates. It's a bit like an investment that compounds over time. The longer you nurture your SEO efforts, 
more substantial your digital footprint becomes. And that way you attract a steady stream of traffic that you don't have to pay for, unlike, say, ads. And that's what I love about SEO. You're not just making a short-term splash. You're building a lasting legacy. A digital footprint that endures and prospers, if you like. Okay, the fifth benefit is the ability to reach a wider audience. So social media's got its charm. I'm very active on Instagram. In fact, come and find me over there. I'm at Beyond the KT. But it's not the sole place to find potential customers. There are lots of individuals who are not active on social platforms, but they're avid users of search engines like Google. And did you know more adults in the UK use Google than use social media? Significantly more. And busy, well-paid professionals who juggle demanding schedules are one such example. They might not have the time to engage on social media, but they do like to buy online because they're busy. So when it comes to making important purchasing decisions, they do turn to the internet and to Google specifically. Recommendations from friends are valuable, of course, but what happens when their network doesn't have the answers they seek? And that's where your SEO efforts come in. With effective SEO strategies, you're reaching out to those who rely on search engines to discover products and services. And so you're finding customers who might otherwise not have known who you are. Okay, the sixth and final benefit is it's free or low cost. So the final benefit of SEO is that it doesn't need to cost you anything if you decide to take the DIY route. If you outsource it, SEO is expensive. Now, if you DIY, you might want to subscribe to some paid tools, which is why it's not always completely free. But to be honest, most of the tools that I would recommend using have at least a free trial. And sometimes you can do everything you need within the time you have that access for free. And there are also lots of free tools which are good enough for most small businesses. You know, you don't have to pay for things like Google Search Console, which is one of the tools that I recommend. And that tells you how you're ranking for different search terms. When you create and optimize your website's content for search engines, the primary expense is your time and effort. Yes, it takes time and effort, quite a bit of time and effort, but it doesn't have to cost you anything in terms of money cold hard cash (laughs) and we all know how many demands there are on our money when you're running a small business now while seo itself is free if you do it yourself you can spend less time and get quicker results if you've got some help so of course i'm going to recommend my seo made easy course which is a very inexpensive way to get that help and as i said earlier on the link for that is beyondthekitchentable.co.uk slash seo hyphen course So having gone through the reasons why you might want to invest in SEO, let's take a look now at the reasons that you might not. So the first is limited time and expertise. As I've mentioned already, SEO takes time. It's not a quick fix solution and you can spend a lot of time doing SEO and you can waste a lot of time. There's a reason it's expensive to outsource and that's because it's very labor intensive. But before you dismiss it saying, well, I don't have spare time. What I would say is there's usually some low hanging fruit. And if you take those actions, and if what you're trying to rank for is not very competitive, 
those actions, which don't take a huge amount of time, should be enough to get you ranking. So it doesn't need to take as long. If you're trying to compete for something which is very competitive, yes, it does take a long time. And I'd also add that you can waste an awful lot of time if you don't know what you're doing. So invest some time in learning and it will save you tons of time. And I've already told you I've got a course for that. So the second reason you might not want to invest in SEO is because you've got immediate traffic needs. So SEO might not be the best use of your time if you're in desperate need of immediate website traffic. For example, if you've got a time-sensitive promotion or an event. And if that's the case, then you want to be using things like paid ads. They'll be a much more suitable choice. SEO is a long-term strategy. It's not a short-term fix. And the third reason you might not want to invest in SEO is because you're facing giants in a competitive niche. This one is a little bit more complex. But if you're trying to compete with big players that have big marketing budgets, it can be, well, let's say a challenge to rank. I wouldn't bother trying to compete with Waterstones for Buy Books Online or Sports Direct for kids trainers or even the NHS for weight loss plan or anything medical. It's a bit like me trying to run the 100 metres against Usain Bolt. There's no way I'm ever going to win. That's not to say it's impossible, because with time and effort, you can rank even against the big players, but it takes an awful lot more time and an awful lot more effort. And the reality is they've just got more resources, both time and money that they can throw against it. But you might be able to compete on a different related search term. And that's really where the skill of SEO comes in. So this is something which I teach on the course. It's called keyword research. And so you could use its related search term like weight loss coach in a particular geographic area. You do just need to be realistic about what you can achieve if you're trying to compete against the big guns. Okay? And what I would suggest is you find something that's a little bit less competitive, but which your ideal clients are still searching for. The fourth reason that you might not want to do SEO is because you're satisfied with your current client load and indeed future pipeline. So if your business has already got a consistent stream of clients and you know your plate is full then dedicating resources to SEO might not be necessary and in fact I suggest your time might be better spent delivering exceptional service to your existing clients but not everybody is happy with their current client load and a lot of my clients and a lot of people I talk to are looking for more clients and the final reason that you might not want to invest in SEO is you've got a poor website So the whole point of SEO is to drive traffic to your website. But if your website's not set up to convert those visitors into clients, if it's outdated, for example, then it's it's a waste of time driving more traffic to it. It's a bit like that leaky bucket. There's no point pouring more water into the top just for it to come out of the holes. SEO can't make up fundamental issues like poor web design, slow loading times or irrelevant content. And bluntly, if your website isn't up to par, then investing in SEO might be putting the cart before the horse. Although, of course, I know somebody who can help you with your website. So today I've talked about the benefits and potential drawbacks of SEO for small businesses like yours. So was SEO worth the effort? Well, as with most things in life, it's not a simple yes or no. It depends upon your unique circumstances and what you want from your business. 
But what I do want to do is just quickly run through the six benefits and the reasons why SEO might not be your cup of tea. So the first is that people buy from Google. A significant number of potential customers rely upon Google to find products and services. And if you don't have your SEO set up right, then you're not going to rank. But with effective SEO, you can be there when they search. Second is targeted traffic. So SEO brings the right people to your website. That's people who are actively seeking what you offer. It's not about quantity, but it's about connecting with potential clients. The third is credibility and trust. So high ranking websites are often perceived as more trustworthy and credible by users. SEO can enhance your online reputation and build trust with your audience. The fourth is the long lasting impact. So unlike the short shelf life of social media posts or online ads, SEO's impact endures for months and even years, and it will consistently attract visitors to your website. The fifth reason is to reach a wider audience. So SEO helps you tap into an audience that might not be active on social media, but which does rely on search engines to discover products and services. And the final benefit is it's free or low cost if you DIY. So while SEO can use up a lot of your time, it doesn't have to break the bank. And you can use free or low cost tools and resources to start optimizing your website without a significant financial investment. And why might you not want to do SEO? Well, the first is if you've got limited time and expertise. SEO can be labor intensive and without the right knowledge, you might spend a lot of time with little to show for it. Second is you've got immediate traffic needs. If you need quick website traffic for time sensitive promotions, then SEO's long-term nature is unlikely to deliver that. Third is if you're facing giants in a competitive niche. So competing with industry giants can be challenging and it's essential to be realistic about what you can achieve. The fourth is that you're satisfied with your current client load. If you're already inundated with clients, then diverting resources to SEO might not be a priority. And finally, if you've got a poor website. So SEO can drive traffic, but it can't fix fundamental issues like a poorly designed website that doesn't convert visitors into clients. And ultimately, whether you invest in SEO depends upon your business goals and your capacity. So SEO offers a number of advantages, and certainly for me, it has been time definitely well spent. But it's crucial to assess whether it's the right fit for your specific circumstances. And if you're ready to embark on an SEO journey, remember that actually learning from somebody who's been before can save you a lot of time and a lot of frustration. And I do have lots of other podcast episodes on SEO, so that's free resources for you if you want. But what I also have is my SEO Made Easy course, which is available to help you. And that takes you through in a very systematic way, starting with what I call the low hanging fruit, the easy things which will get you ranking if you have a not very competitive environment that you're trying to rank in. Um, and that starts on the 25th of September. And you can find out more at beyondthekitchen.co.uk slash SEO hyphen course. And I would love to see you there. Otherwise, that's it for this week. I will see you next week. I'm not going to be talking about SEO next week. I've got a great episode for you next week, though. So enjoy. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. 
If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with